Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. I'm going to speak today on the faithfulness of God. Oh my gosh. I could be here till the cows come home, right? To talk about the faithfulness of God. He's just such an amazing, amazing God. But um, yeah, I, I, anyway, we'll get into the message, but he is just such an incredible God. But to set the scene, I just want to uh, just give three scriptures. There are so many. You could, I certainly could be here every day of the year talking about that, and so could you. But to set the scene, just to, a few scriptures on the faithfulness of God. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 9. Know that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant as mercy for a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep His commandments. Psalm 33, verses 4. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all His work is done in faithfulness. And 1 Thess chapter 5, verses 24. He who has called you is faithful who will do it. So again, reminded us, he who called you is faithful. And this incredible God we have, was it says there in Deuteronomy, know the Lord your God. He is God, the faithful God. We cannot get away from God's incredible faithfulness. And we have seen that through the ages, through the Word of God. It completely shows us his faithfulness in every single page that we turn. And I thought I would just do a little tiny summing up of what I remembered last night and incredible things that I see in the Word. And we know that he can be trusted. He has been faithful. So from Noah and his family, he saved them from destruction. He was certainly faithful to them. Abraham and Sarah, they received the promise of his son. He was faithful to them. Joseph delivered from such trying circumstances. We know what Joseph went through to position of power and reconciliation finally with his family. What in faith for God. Naomi and Ruth, they would be rescued from poverty and shame and given the right standing with God and in the community. What incredible. We can see God's heart there. Such a brilliant story. Um, Rahab, the prostitute, despite of her sinful past, receives mercy, and she and her family are saved from destruction. And again, Jesus, moved with compassion by his, the grief of his dear friends, Mary and Martha, raises their blood brother, Lazarus, from the dead. Such an incredible, faithful God. He is such a good God. And I just was, even when I was just driving here, I just remembered one small story um, as over the years, when particularly when Phil was studying, he was in the Air Force, and we were living in New South Wales, and we didn't have much money, an awful lot of money, because I decided I wasn't going to work. I was going to be home with the kids, so that was my decision, and it is a sacrifice to not work and be there with the kids, and, and so there wasn't that wage coming in, and, um, but, you know, what, and I, yeah, commend Phil in this, too, we always led first in giving to God, then paying our bills, paying the rent, paying everything else. And then we would live on what was left over. And we saw God time and time again um, meet us in that incredible faithfulness. And but I remember one morning flicking through a magazine or a paper or whatever and seeing these, all these holidays. And I think, oh, again, the enemy, you can't afford a holiday. What are you looking at that for? So I said, yeah, it's true enough. And I just turned it over. Anyway, went out to music practice that night, came home. Phil said, someone has bought us a holiday. 
I went, what? I just completely remembered in the morning me flipping things aside and saying, well, of course you can't afford that. Someone had bought us a holiday. And so there we were. We were going on holidays, but we hardly had any money whatsoever. But we had enough to fill up the car, and it was we were going up beautiful north coast of um, beyond Newcastle and right up to um, Coffs Harbour. And, um, but we had hardly we had enough to petrol to put in the car. We were going to stay halfway where we used to live in Newcastle. And um, that night, I don't know how anybody heard we were in town, but there's a knock on the door at my friend's house and someone said, oh, I just want to leave this for Mary. Heard she was in town. And we were blessed with some items for the kids. And then a friend had said, oh, look, I just want to leave this envelope with you. Hey, just open up when you get there. And when we got up to um, near Cops Harvard, there was a lot of traffic on the road. And we were just stood still, weren't we, love? And we, I just, oh, let's um, open up that envelope. Opened up the envelope, and not only that, in the envelope, there was three envelopes, no, four envelopes, no, three in the envelope, and there was the envelope. And in each envelope was money for every single child. And um, it was just incredible. And it was just amazing. We were going to be paid um, early in the week, so we had enough... But it was just incredible, those things that, are hap that happened and will continue to happen time and time again with God's incredible fa faithfulness and um, his steadfast love for us. And, you know, faithfulness is a foundational, um, it's very foundational to the character of God. We, we don't see God without that faith. It's actually in his character. And his steadfast love for us is, you know, it's as sure as the ground that we walk on. You know, you've walked in here today, you're sitting on a chair, that's sure. Well, God's faithfulness, you can be absolutely, you need to. You, you can um, really put all, hedge all of our bets on it. He is so faithful. And, um, you know, we're going through this season of change right now in our family. As parents, we are experiencing that. Uh, we have now joined the ranks of the empty nesters. Yes, I'm sure you would have heard that term before. We are empty nesters. And empty nesters is actually, and it's, I'm not making any fun of this because it can be very difficult, but um, it's a term and a syndrome to describe parents whose children have grown up and moved out. And everybody said who had old parents, old, older children, amen and yay, they've moved out. They've, you know, taken their stuff and hopefully gone into the world um, better people. But um, yeah, so we're in that we're in that season, and so we're cleaning out bedrooms and we're setting up an office. And uh, one by one, eventually the kids will take all of their stuff. We will make them take their stuff, and um, but we're praying that will occur very soon. As Pearl Phil wants his garage back, and you can't get in two cars, and it's just full and full of stuff. But um, the emptiness syndrome, as it's called, is actually very very challenging very very challenging for some people it really presents some difficult season for them it can be you know feelings of loss uh, grief loneliness very real feelings and you know i've experienced some of those and particularly in the knowing that that was going to be the last child and with the lead up to isaac moving out it was like oh my gosh i go into this room and i'm feeling this welling up and um, you know so i've definitely experienced it you know um and it definitely um, affects people in certain in lots of different ways and there's certain degrees of that and I think as mums you know we, we we tend to carry that a bit more with the often more known as the nurturers the ones who know where everything is in the house when your young person can't find anything mom knows everything and um, and you you know many of us would get the privilege to have got old maybe those late night chats upon the bed and and being able to talk to your young adult and um but you know that doesn't get left out because anything technical problem solving 
car troubles. Everything, and certainly in our home, is um, goes straight to Phil. Dad, dad, dad on this and all of that. So, you know, but um, certainly those things. So um, um, as the kids move out and on, on to their next exciting part and season of their life, um, I found myself being, being in this, you know, wow, almost like, what do I do now? You know, what, where, you know, where's that sense of value? And, um, but one thing that I am, and I'm being very, very honest here, um, I, I had experienced a couple of disturbs, disturbing, uh, disturbings in our homes over the years, just a couple of minor things, you know, someone trying to break in, different people. And um, I did not like the thought of Phil being away at night time. And because he works a lot away and things of like that. And um, I like people around. I like company and conversation. I love conversation. But I really am happy in my own company, too. Having said that, I do absolutely love to be, you know, quite happy to be on my own, too. But I do find that, that you know, this new life, you know, I was going to be, yeah, you know, like, it's just me and you, Lord. Me, it's me, <laughs> all on my own. <laughs> and anyway, so I mean, it's really real. And so that, but you know, I just wanted to. I'm going to get to the good part. I'm going to get to the good part. So life is changing and continues to change, and I need to change with it. And um, and this is, you know, this is the season that, um, for the most part, I had, you know, in that lead up to that was kind of. I almost would say I would have that feeling of dread. You know, this would, you know, they're going to be gone and they're not here anymore and, um, and things of that. And I knew that God was saying, you know, after 30 years of raising kids, there's just a little bit part you, you're not entrusting to me. There's just a little bit more to go, much more to go. But in this, Mari, you know, you're not trusting me fully in this season. And, um, and you know, I found that the enemy was just starting to bring up these feelings, these this almost like a dread. It wasn't like I was sitting around all day long and thinking of this, not. But when it would come, that was like, oh, you know, this dread of that aloneness. And I was talking to Pastor Luke there was, and he said, the other day, and he says, gee, I'd love a night alone. <laughs> and, you know, most when you're at that age and you've got little ones, you think, gosh, wouldn't that be amazing to be actually have some time on my own? But, um, but be, what was happening was those fear, those old feelings of fear start to raise their ugly heads and um, and um, you know this was an, an area that I really had to say God no way am I going to be full of fear no way I, I need to now relinquish this to you and um, and actually just really hold on to this that you this season too is going to see some amazing things but having said that as I said, some of those feelings were coming to arise, and I would describe it as something like, you know, there's, there's the things that just come, like they're giants almost, that they'll just take you out in one little area, or they'll just cause you to lose your joy in some little area. And, um, and I was thinking about, I heard um, someone talk about, during the week, about David and Goliath, and, um, and um, I was thinking about, you know, the way that David took out Goliath. You know, he was, he would be something that was taunting um, you know, taunt, taunting the people of God and, and, you know, the way he presented himself. He just wanted to, um, you know, remind them how weak they were and that they would not be able to bring him down. And, and you know, it just reminded me when I read that story during the week that, you know, this is how the enemy works. He'll just, he'll just um, hone in on a, on a weakness. And, it, and as I say, that may be nothing to someone else. Just like spiders is really nothing to me, but for someone else, that's a huge, huge deal. But um, I began to see that, you know what I mean, 
um, that this would be um, a new way for me to have to fully, fully relinquish any fear that would be arising to God. And um, as I say, that I heard um, a great sermon of that during the week that, you know, um, when David took out Goliath, um, he did so with a, a small stone. You remember? He, he, he got those five small, smooth stones and he actually came to Goliath. Who did he come with? He came in the name of the Lord. He came in the name of the Lord. He, he faced him in the name of God, not in his own strength, but in the name of the Lord. And he picked up that small, smooth stone and he put it in a sling and he took out the greatest giant that he will ever, ever face. I mean, it's an incredible, incredible story. But God had, you know, really had met David in that place and, and and this giant was not going to be too big for David. And it just, it really reminded me that what do we do when you and I are facing those giants or we're facing, um, that could be an element of fear, or it could be an element of anxiety, or it could be an element of um, something different in your life. Um, we pick up that small, smooth stone and we see that as a God's promise. You know, let's see that small, smooth stone represented the promises of God, well used proven, proven time and time again as we see through his faithfulness. And we put that in a sling and we take out, we stand um, to that fear, to that anxiety, to that area that might be arising, that weakness, and we take it out with that small, smooth stone, just like David took out Goliath. And we'll see those giants as God, as we fight in the name of God, those giants fall um, from before us. And, um, you know, i there's so much in the, in the Bible, you know, of God's promises. And one that I've picked out was Psalm 27. And um, it talks about the, just this particular verse, the Lord is my light. And uh, sorry, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And again, you know, I've, I've got nothing to fear. I've got nothing to fear whatsoever. Or even in this, in this small, small area. I've got nothing to fear whatsoever because God fights for me. And actually, um, you know, um, it's, it's just incredible because God has just done so, so much in this very short period of time. And, and I don't want to tell you that I'm standing, sitting there at night fearful, not at all. But it was more the thought of this new season, the thought of actually, um, you know, how our lives would be changing and the thought of the children not being there anymore in this new season in our life. And so... Um, you know, it's just incredible. He's, he's actually done so much in my life in this very short period of time of, of bringing me close to him. And, and as you run, and I would just encourage you, run right in to, to the grace of God, into the love of God. And I mean, every song that we sang just now, just so beautiful, the grace of God, amazing grace. He's, he's run right into his heart because that's where you will find your salvation, your rest, your peace. And that's what I've done. I came against that. I thought, no way. My, my back, my, you know, you're not going to push my back against the wall, enemy. I'm going to come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to take this, these promises and this love of God and this faithfulness of God. And I'm going to put it in my sling. And I'm going to take out the enemy that is trying to erase um, the joy in my life or, or trying to bring up these feelings of dread or anything like that. And there's a great quote that I came across during the week. Um, God simply doesn't simply change your circumstances and battles, but writes new stories, new memories, 
and new adventures. How good is that? New stories, new, new memories and new adventures. And I have found the greatest friend in Jesus for the last 32 years. But you know something? Now we're experiencing something new. We are actually experiencing something new together, together, together. I put on my worship. I march around the table. I declare things over God. And I love being in the presence of God where I've got this time up my sleeve. So if your season is changing and you're thinking, I've got more time or, or this, get into the presence of God. Get into the beautiful place of worship and find that new part of your relationship. Just like relationships grow, your relationship with God has the potential to grow further and further and further. So expansive that you would never really understand until you actually be with Him and let Him show you the difference. And so I'm in a beautiful place with that. I mean, it always was. I mean, it was a good place, obviously. Brilliant. But, um, but there is just a new element to um, this new experience with Him and this new time with Him. So um, I have found that peace has replaced fear. Joy has replaced dread. Anticipation of this new time and this new season has come. And um, I just love that God will um, be faithful in that. And Isaiah 43, verses 19. And again, I love this verse. Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spread forth, spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the valley. And I just want to encourage you, if you're going through any season at all of dryness or any season of all of, of that, you know, you're, you're concerned about different things or things aren't going, remember, only Jesus can make a way in the wilderness. We heard Pastor Jared mention that this morning. God, God's parted that sea so the children of God could walk away. Only Jesus can do that. And, um, you know, maybe your, your season looks different. A little bit of an end of a career, maybe. Maybe you're retiring. Um, something you were once passionate about that just doesn't fill you anymore. You're not involved in that. Or maybe it's the, the end of a, a relationship, and that's really, really painful. But I just want to encourage you, God will remain faithful so that you can thri thrive in every season. So you can thrive in every season. And um, God is not a man that he, he should lie. He does, he's not a liar. And, um, but, you know, but we, it's he, the opportunity presents a time, time and time again. Are we trusting him? Are you going to trust him in that season? Mari, are you going to trust me in this new time ahead? And are you going to trust him? And so I just want to encourage you, the things that you're not seeing breakthrough in, the things that um, maybe something that I've said has resonated with you, and you're thinking already of the things that you haven't fully trusted God in, you haven't fully given over to him. You know, Phil and I are still standing and, and standing and trusting and, and in the faithfulness of God, in the things that are dear to our heart. We've got a long way to go in this. We are standing, believing, and trusting in God and the things that are dear to our heart. And we will never stop doing that. And so I would just encourage you, use the tools that God's given you. Prayer, worship. He's been faithful in the past and he will do it again. He's not given us a spirit of fear. No, nor dread. He's given us a spirit, a, a sound mind of love. He's given us such incredible peace. And so I just want to encourage you that if there's an area that you're struggling in, let God completely take over. Don't stay in that place any longer. Let him take over. Um, today is the day that you can give that to Jesus. 
today is the day that you can give that to Jesus. I'm just going to end on this quote, and then I would love to have the privilege that if you don't know Jesus today, and you say, Mary, well, I'm not in that place of even having a relationship with Jesus, but I would love to. Um, I'm going to give you a mom, uh, in a moment an opportunity to invite Jesus into your life like I did 32 years ago. I can honestly say I've never, ever looked back, and the joy just keeps increasing over the years. So the wonderful quote from Joyce Marr, So whatever Jesus is, we are too. He is strong, and in him we are strong. He is courageous, and in him we are courageous. He is a conqueror, and so we too are conquerors. He has peace and joy, so we have peace and joy. He's capable and bold, and so we are capable and bold. And whatever we need to do, we can do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.